For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding, here with Steve Morgan, the Editor-in-Chief of Cybercrime Magazine. Also joining us is Kyle Hagland, Cybercrime Magazine's audio engineer. Steve, Kyle, thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here, Paul. Kyle, I think many listeners have heard your work, but maybe they don't know who you are. You edit everything from our weekly podcasts to our talk shows, through to our podcast with Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple. That's one of our favorites. In fact, you'll probably be editing this podcast that you're in now. So that's kind of breaking the fourth wall a bit. Steve, we had a conversation about the podcast with Kyle. This was also with the rest of the team. We have weekly lunches, and this is just where we get a chance to sit down, kind of talk about what's going on with Cybercrime Magazine. And the question was, do we focus on quality or quantity for our podcasts? Can you give us your thoughts on that? Maybe a recap for the people that weren't at our company lunch? Yeah, sure. So we originally named our podcast Cybercrime Radio, and we subsequently launched a radio station. When we first launched a podcast, we definitely had a vision for quantity, as you say, putting out a lot of material, much more than what you typically hear on a podcast, which in our industry is often just one episode a week. If it was one episode a day, that would just be a lot. We put out, you know, probably 10x that amount. But it took us a while to get there because we are ultra committed to quality. So we spend a lot of time in the studio recording. We spend way more time than that editing. And that's why we have somebody like Kyle and the rest of the people we have on staff. I don't think most of our listeners realize just how much work goes into producing this material. And I think that's an important distinction, Steve, is we do have a dedicated audio engineer. Kyle, that's your title, as I mentioned before. So maybe not every company has that. Even if they are doing podcasts, they don't necessarily always have someone dedicated to making everything sound the best, cleaning everything up, really outputting the best podcast we can. And I think, Steve, an important distinction is we can put out quantity. It's not like we're choosing one over the other. It's we're choosing a balance of having higher quality content, still having a good number of items, podcasts, as you say, we have a lot now that we're doing, but we're not just striving for a number. We're not just trying to, oh yeah, now we are doing 20 podcasts a week. We're doing great. No, we're making sure that each new podcast we put out is of a good quality. Even a lot of the hardcore podcasters really appreciate that. We've had people come on with us and they do have a lot of experience podcasting. And after, you know, going through the launch with us, they've said, wow, you know, you're like a radio station. I didn't realize how much, you know, work it was going to be to get ramped up, but this is great. You know, the sound, the production quality, it's unlike anything I've been involved with before. So it's worth all the effort. So Kyle, something for you from your perspective, what does it actually take to have a good quality podcast? Is it the host? Is it the guest? Is it the script? Is it actually the editing? What actually does it take? I think it's a little bit of everything. I'll just go down the line. So the host, it always helps to have somebody that's very knowledgeable. Hillary crushes it every time she comes on. She may not have some super technical cybersecurity background, but she does enough research where she can, you know, throw back and forth with pretty much any CISO and you would never guess that she hasn't been in the cybersecurity field before. For the guests, I think it's really that they're passionate. I think you can really be off the cuff as long as I can tell that you are very passionate about what you're talking about. For example, Roger comes on every week and he can probably just go on for hours if you really let him do it. And realistically, you'll sit there and you'll be hooked on every word because he's really giving you info that keeps you locked in and you just keep getting more and more invested and interested. 
for the topics, I think it really varies. Pretty much all the topics are super interesting in cybersecurity these days just because people are losing money, people are gaining jobs, there's the huge job market. It's just there's always something to look forward to or in some cases not look forward to in the bad stories. But I'm more than happy to learn from things that have happened and be knowledgeable for the future. Still content is king, even in when we're doing a podcast, right? We have a great host. Steve, you're one of the podcast hosts as well, but we have Hillary doing a lot of the podcast now. Kyle, you mentioned Roger. We're of course talking about Roger Grimes. I think everyone listening would be familiar with him. And it's really coming on and bringing that content. That's really, I think, the big differentiator. Yeah, we can do the editing. We can frame it up nicely. That's a big part of the job too, but it's having that content. It is. And that's another point, Paul, you know, when you get into the type of, you know, production we're doing, again, you know, the quantity, it requires staff. You know, we have people here dedicated to just bringing guests on. And that's a big effort. We bring on a lot of victims. I find them to be some of the most interesting guests. Almost every victim we talk to is a little, you know, hesitant to come on and talk about what happened to them. And, you know, who's going to hear this? Who are you? So we have to talk to them up front, you know, get them comfortable with our media before they agree to come on. Then we have some celebrity figures. We've had, you know, some of the world's most famous hackers. And that too takes a lot of time to get in touch with them, to talk to them about, you know, our media, and then to prep them. I agree. Kyle, one thing I want to pivot back to for a second is what do you leave on the cutting room floor? Now, that's an expression for we're back in the cutting the film or the physical tape of audio. But what are you actually taking out of a podcast? Because if the content's king, you're obviously coming through all this material. What are we leaving behind? So for the stuff that I leave on the floor, it's really just the obvious stuff. So like double sentences, you know, big breaths, maybe like, you know, a couple mouth clicks and stuff like that. But realistically, I try to leave each guest very authentic to themselves. I really don't want to change the way they sound or change what they're saying. Sometimes I'll have to rearrange things so their thoughts are a little more in line. But more or less, I really just try to have what they said, be what they said, and let the listeners hear it all. Preservation really is the key. Exactly. Yep. So Steve, for our podcasts, what kind of feedback do you get? I'm trying to think of... Has there been one podcast where you got so much feedback from other people or was there one guest that was like, wow, I love that? I mean, I know we get that every now and then, but people listening might not all be aware of some of the feedback we get. Different feedback from different people. Some of our colleagues will often say, wow, how did you get them to come on the podcast? You know, how did you get, you know, Steve Wozniak to come on? And the answer to that honestly isn't, you know, our media property. I mean, we do have a big audience and, you know, we do put out great material. I think it's the subject matter for the specific guests. So for instance, with Steve Wozniak, we produced a series on the history of hacking. We also published a book on hacker movies, the hacker's movie guide, and it's something he's really interested in. So a lot of the podcast platform ties to other things that we publish, but that's some feedback. Definitely have gotten a lot of feedback. People want to hear more from victims, which is why we've you know pursued that. We've also had a lot of people in the cybersecurity community telling us that they'd like to hear from more of the more prominent hackers, and we have a lot of that coming. In fact, anyone who's listening to this now is going to be pleasantly surprised by a special that we have coming out soon. So we do have some very high-profile hackers who are going to be coming on with us, and those would be white hat hackers and some ex-black hat hackers. Right. Now, one thing I think about for the podcast from an editing perspective. And just for those that are listening that don't know, 
I also used to work on the podcast a lot more since we got Kyle. He's taken over a lot of that. But I still work. And of course, we all work together. We're all in the same office. We'll just sometimes play things out loud. And one of the biggest things is figuring out a jingle, a sound effect, something to give the podcast a little bit of character and separate them out between one another. Kyle, I'm just curious. You've had to search through, at this point, probably thousands of sound effects just to find one good one for one podcast, let alone the many series that we're doing right now. What part does that play in actually editing? Because I imagine that takes a lot of time as well. And do you base it off of like the character of the podcast or how do you kind of narrow that down? The jingles are actually my favorite part of doing the podcast. You know, just to name a few, I really love consumer security. I really love the worst case scenario one. And in no way am I comparing myself to Michelangelo. But one of my favorite things (laughs) that he says is that, you know, he sees the marble and the statue is inside of it and you're chipping it away. I always think of that while I'm listening to the podcast for the first time, and I immediately, most of the time, can hear what I want from it right away. So for the consumer security, I listened to like the first two minutes, and immediately I was like, I want this to be very HGTV, where I can, you know, very upbeat and friendly, family feeling, where you just like feel like you're part of the group. And then when you heard worst case scenario, as soon as I heard what they were mentioning, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm just going to throw the exact thing that they're talking about, like, you know, where they're escaping alligators or, you know, sinking. I think there's like a boat or something in yeah, there too. sinking yeah. ship or, you know, GPS, like turning off. So let me chime in also on that, Paul. Yeah, go uh, ahead. If anybody heads over to CryptoCrime.com, they could hear Kyle's real genius because we talked about this. It was really, really tough to find a great jingle you know, when you're talking about crypto crime. So just go there, listeners, and, you know, that's Kyle's work. And, you know, it gets back to that quality question again, like we are here to produce radio quality material, and you don't do that unless you have true broadcast type professionals, radio professionals, and, you know, Kyle's one of the best, and that's why we sound the way we sound. So not to put you on the spot, Steve, but are you saying Kyle's our Michelangelo? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you both so much for joining. I think it's fun when we kind of get an insider scoop on what happens. Kyle, you're not usually on the mic. So again, thank you for coming on for this episode. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Steve, thank you again. Thank you. To follow all of our media, go to cybercrimemagazine.com. 